0: The Drive show with Peter Vlahos. Tool your complete tool center, proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. A on a yeah, yeah, it's great to have your company. You. If you are gonna get in contact with us, as Alex has, and it's very interesting, but a question that I've been asked a million times, I'll come back in a moment. The temperate bedshed text line is 0487 736 736. 0487 736 736. He says, hey, Pete, are you related to the Perth Wildcats legend, Andrew Vlahov? And I reckon I have answered this question a million times. More questions than anything else that I've been asked in my life. Andrew Vlahov coming into my life as an elite sportsman, of course, in basketball. And I've had to also distinguish that Vlahov is V L A H O V, that's Andrew. Mine is spelt V L A H O S. And every time I see Andrew Vlahov, we have a bit of banter regarding the surname. And he even says, not that I'm in his elite uh, sort of group of professionals and uh, his profile. But uh, he does get asked every now and then. Are you related to that bloke that broadcasts on the radio? So it is uh, pretty much commonplace. Now, the Socceroos have just landed. We're going to get to Mel Wynn in about uh, five, ten minutes' time. But the Socceroos have just landed. Some have made their way back home because it's now the off-season in Europe where a lot of them do play. And Matt Ryan has conducted a, a bit of a press conference. As we know, that was the biggest moment In Australia, qualifying for the World Cup against Peru. That brave and totally unexpected substitution when Matt Ryan was taken out of the goals with only a couple of minutes remaining, the captain of the Socceroos, the most experienced goalkeeper, and replaced by Andrew Redmayne. And everybody was talking about it. We know what uh, happened after that. But it was interesting. The journalists got to Matty Ryan at Sydney Airport and this is what he had to say.
1: Yeah, to be honest, it was it was great um, being in camp there with the boys. It always is, obviously, working towards our objectives and our goals. And, um, yeah, when it finishes like that, um, yeah, not only this camp, but obviously all that we've had to endure along the way in the, in the campaign, it's, uh, it's definitely worth it, you know. Yeah, no, I, I had no idea. Um, I was preparing myself as if I was going to go into the penalties. I felt ready, um, yeah, obviously being self-confident and, and, you know, an optimist. I'd, I'd like to think I could have got the job done as well. But I understand the psychological uh, effect it would have had on the Peruvians as well. Seeing, you know, the, the manager make such a decision, and I'm, I'm sure that they were then thinking, oh, he must be a specialist, you know. And that would have had a, you know, an extra effect on them and. You know, full credit to Ridders when he went out there. He, um, he produced when, obviously, we needed him to. And, yeah, we're, uh, we're in a World Cup uh, thanks to, to his efforts and, obviously, the rest of the teams as well. What you see in mind in the minute you the number up another Well, yeah, I mean, it came as a surprise, because, yeah, like I said, no one had sort of told me that was a plan or, or anything like that. So, um, I think the substitution came up and. I think I went over to talk to someone else and then it wasn't until Arnie or someone from the bench was yelling out to me and I looked over and I sort of had to, you know, double take a little bit and I was like, are we sure we're doing it now? And he was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, he's the boss, you know, he makes the decisions. I respect his decisions. He's obviously trying to do what's best for the team and, um, yeah, I just obviously went, you know, doing what I was told and, yeah, thankfully Redis came through for us and, you know, the boys just stepped up to take their penalties as well and, um yeah, we've got a World Cup uh, birth to to show for it again. The three of you, the goalkeepers, have
0: come through Mariners, come through uh, studying on John job He was there on the sideline as well. What do you say about his influence? He's had a few new guys, and also on his campaign.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, one of the, the best in the business. Um, you know, obviously paying respects to everyone who's a goalkeeper coach within Australia as well. But, um, you know, John, for the likes of ourselves, has done... You know, wonders for our careers. Um, he's mentored us. Uh, he's been, you know, someone that's obviously educated us on, on the position, and you know, he's, he's shaped and developed our styles of, of goalkeeping. And you know, we've got a lot to to thank him for. And you know, we shared a, a nice special moment there on the pitch, all four of us together. And um, you know, he's, he's got a, a motto of his business, which was the EGK goalkeepers. And I think we're just repeating that a few times out on the pitch. You know, where we all came from on that journey to. You know, to be out there and savoring that moment, having qualified, um, yeah, it was pretty special well, EGK is uh, elite goalkeeping, which was his business, so uh, the abbreviation of his business, and you know we 've gone through our whole careers obviously saying EGK representative or you know rep in EGK, so uh, yeah, it, was, uh, it was a nice moment. Yeah. Um, my, I just turned to wanting to qualify, you know, and just trying to give Redders anything you needed, the support or whatever, encouragement and all that type of stuff. And then the rest of the boys as well, you know, we're gonna, you know, be stepping up to take the pens as well, just telling them to try to relax and, you know, we're practicing, we're prepared for this moment and um, yeah, the boys delivered, thankfully, and yeah, every time we pull on that jersey it's an opportunity to do something special, something monumental and you know, when you do that, Especially with that jersey on, you know, it's an opportunity to do something in your lives that you're never going to forget. And I think we've proven all that, you know, for ourselves in you know this um, this week that's gone by, this couple of weeks that's gone by. And I think we've proven it to the nation as well. Because yeah, a lot of people probably wrote us off and didn't, you know, didn't give us a chance to to go through. And you know, hopefully, all the you know the younger generation out there, um, you can we can inspire them and influence them, you know, to go and chase their dreams and. Hopefully they can recognise that you know, dreams do come true and they go out and you know, hopefully live their best lives possible.
0: There you go. Uh, that was Matt Ryan. As I said, just a few moments ago, they lobbed at Sydney Airport some of the players that uh, reside in Sydney and call Sydney their home. Uh, apologies, you couldn't really uh, hear the questions, but you got to feel uh, from that press conference exactly what Matt Ryan was talking about. I thought it was important to uh, get his certainly take. On what transpired uh, in the early hours of yesterday morning, of course, Australian time, with Australia qualifying for the World Cup with that one, well, that penalty win over the uh, Peruvians, who are still probably distraught. In fact, it was interesting that the uh, the head of the Peruvian government, whether it's a president or the prime minister, actually gave the whole day off yesterday to the whole country of thirty odd million, so they could watch that game. That's how significant uh, that was for that country there in South America. And as I said, uh, they'll be wearing black armbands today because uh, it was a huge blow to their aspirations of going to another World Cup. Okay, let's come back local now. And as I said, I featured Bill Dempsey at the uh, top of the program. I'm about to introduce a man that was, in some ways, they were the dynamic duo of the West Perth Football Club when they came together in 1960. And here's another little snippet of Bill from the Australian Football Hall of Fame last night about always wanting to be a footballer. Uh, to think I'm sitting here tonight, you know, who would have thought it? Not me. You know, I'm just an ordinary guy who, uh, you know, just wanted to be a person who, uh, you know, be a good person and play, play footy and, and, you know, just be me. You know, it's very embarrassing for me because I hate being in the public eye and, um, you know, I just like to mind my own business. (laughs) In about 10 minutes' time, we'll let you mind your own business. Uh, There you go. Billy Dempsey last night and really his partner in crime. They form one of the greatest combinations, I think, in Australian football. Not just WA football, but Australian football. When you talk about Bill Dempsey... And Mel, win, and I know Mel's been busy, and I know he's uh, had a few things on this afternoon, but he's had the time to spend a few moments with us. Mel, thanks for your time. Good, Peter, pleased to pleased to be talking with you. You are a WA Football Hall of Famer. What about Billy? Um, did he did he did you agree with what he had to say? Did he try and shun the limelight a bit? He was happy just to be in maybe the company of his teammates rather than going beyond that.
2: Yes, Peter, I think he's always been like that. He loves to be be out on the field chasing that bit of leather around, but when it comes to standing on a microphone, I I don't think he's as comfortable as he'd like to be, Uh, but he's had a bit of practice over time because of the great things he's
0: achieved. When you first came together in 1960, you rocked down to Leederville Oval, which was West Perth's home ground, uh, of course, in those years. Uh, Tell us what he was like.
2: Yeah, um, Peter, he was um, uh, a a quiet young fella. Um, I guess it was a big change for Bill to come down from the Northern Territory uh, to Perth. Um, He had no mates down here, no family with him. Uh, The club was very good to him to find some accommodation and find employment for him. But he really came down to... you know one of one of the big cities i guess of australia and and um having lived all his life in in Darwin, and I would imagine that he probably found it found it pretty daunting but he he settled in very easily. he's a very uh, uh, layback sort of guy, he makes friends easy uh, he he loves people, he loves people, loves having a talk. Uh, Over a a glass of something, and um, he likes to tell stories. He's uh, he's got a very good memory of uh, of all the things that have happened in footy over the years, much much better than I have ever had. And uh, so he's a good storyteller, Pete. And um, I'm sure it would have taken him, you know, a couple of years really to settle in properly. But he was playing good footy right from the very start. he, uh, I think he played half a dozen games in in 1960, and as you remember, um, the 1960 West Perth side was not a bad side that went on to win the premiership. So for him to play a half a dozen games over that uh, 1960 season was very good. So, yeah, Bill, marvellous guy, Peter, um, you know, always been a good friend. You know, we've now known one another for sixty years and uh yeah Bon's a fellow, I'd love to have a talk with him and um yeah we've we've shared so much in common uh over those sixty years. So uh I'm pleased to see him get the accolades that, that he's got uh this year when he's been uh, he's been honoured in a number of different ways, Peter and it's beautiful. To see.
0: You form a, an amazing combination and an amazing partnership. You know, when you talk about the fact that you're still friends and you're still keeping contact, it's been a 60-year relationship that you've had with Bill Dempsey. Of course, your name, your surnames now adorn the grandstand there at West Perth's new home ground, which is Arena Joondalup. Um, he's probably an easy guy to get on with, isn't he, Mel? That's why he used to have people that used to gravitate to him. There was no fuss there was nothing that wasn't too much of a problem for bill he just wanted to sit around and i suppose have a chat and you were one of the ears that he leaned on
2: yeah he's he's as i said peter he's a very easygoing fellow very laid back uh loves to make friends loves to meet new people and talk with them uh understand their lives and loves to tell about his life and uh you know his 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 life. You know, I'd recommend anybody uh, get hold of his book and have a read of it because it's quite unique. Um, and you know, the fact that he he came down to Perth sixty odd years ago to play footy, his love. Um, he uh, and the fact that he has stayed here. It's very hard for um, young footballers to come down from the tropical areas to. You know the the cold and wet winters that we have down in the south of Australia, and you know a lot of them used to come down for two or three years and and then head back to to their hometowns. Um, but Bill, I guess he he loved the the limelight of of footy. Um, he he loves he loved the competition and. Um, I think eventually, after he got to know more about the club, he loved the footy club, so he didn't want to let the footy club down either. So, um, yeah, eventually he decided to stay in Perth. He used to get back in the early days, back to Darwin at the end of each season, but eventually he he stayed in Perth, and uh, I don't think he's looked back since then. He, he, I think he loves the place now, but he still enjoys getting back home to... To Darwin at different times of his life mm. but um, yeah he settled it settled in Perth very well and he's a well liked bloke he's a sort of bloke Tim that you can't upset he's <laughs> very easy going um, I think a lot of blokes uh, tried to uh, upset him a little on the footy field but whenever they tried to do that all they would see uh, was Bill's big pearly white teeth and a big smile and that would put them off trying to do anything else to upset him because he just wasn't able to be upset. He played the game hard, but he played it fairly all along. And, um, you know, he's just been a a, a marvellous icon of West Australian footy and Australian footy in general. Peter, Yeah, Yeah.
0: talking to Mel Winnin here, of course, uh, partner in crime when it came to the West Perth days from 1960, right through almost two decades, those two uh, were... That is Dempsey and and just uh, one of the great partnerships and uh, won many a game for the Cardinals slash Falcons. What was it like? uh, Just a couple of final questions because I know you've had a big day. Just a couple of final questions. One I'd like to pose when Polly Farmer came to West Perth, another Indigenous legend, of course, the greatest of all time, and he coached West Perth in 69 premiership and also a 71 premiership. That must have been a special connection for Billy Dempsey to come and play under the great Polly Farmer.
2: Yeah, P- uh, Polly, uh, Peter, was Bill's idol. Um, and uh, to have him as our coach, even though Polly brought in many changes when he came across, uh, uh, after you know the first few sessions of training with him, we realised it wasn't going to be like it had always been. But, um, yeah, to have Polly... Uh, as our coach uh, was a real inspiration it, Polly was not only a good coach Peter but he he was a good judge of people um, something that yeah, perhaps not a lot of people understand he he could get the best out of out of people all of us um, including Bill and uh, um, you know I think I think Bill well uh, Bill won the the uh, Simpson Medal or the Simpson Desert Medal in nineteen <laughs> yeah. in nineteen sixty nine when his mum came down and uh, so I think uh, Polly coming along to the club brought the best out in Bill because of their relationship as an Indigenous boys and and uh, the fact that uh, Bill had uh, the utmost respect for Polly and what he'd achieved by that stage when he was on the uh, sort of heading heading towards the end of his
0: career. Yeah, no amazing. Uh Billy Dempsey uh he's just a little bit older than you. I believe he turned 80 in March and you're just a few months younger, aren't you,
2: Mel? <laughs> oh, I'm a lot younger than <laughs> 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 He he had his birthday, I think uh
0: Sort Of April or yeah, March it was the my 17th, birth, the my 17th of March. In October. Oh, there you go, you're about six March, months, yeah, six months apart. <laughs> much, there
2: you go, much younger. You're
0: a legend, Mel. <laughs> Mel, thanks for joining us. It really is special to have a chat to you. As I said, you formed one of the greatest partnerships this game has ever witnessed. Uh, yourself, the fact that you started at the same time and basically, uh, the same age. And you uh, brought the curtain down in your career at the same time as well. It's quite a unique uh, partnership. And no doubt you'll catch up with him uh, in the next few days or wherever the old garlic munchers get together to congratulate him on his latest award. And tell him how he performed as well.
2: Uh, well, do, Peter. Yeah, it's just it was really a pleasure, Peter, to play with Bill over the 17 seasons that we did together and 340 games or what it was. It it uh, it didn't seem like a lot while you were playing, but when once it's all over and you stand back and look at it, uh, it's something to be very proud of. And I'm very proud to have had a good friend like Bill in the whole time that I was playing footy as well. So, uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been good fun. Tim, uh, Peter.
0: Yeah. Uh... Mel Winnin, uh congratulations on your career. Of course, MBE as well. Uh, 371 games for West Perth. Quite incredible from 1960 to 1977. Thanks for joining us, Mel. I'll let you relax now after what's been a busy day for you.
2: Thanks very much indeed, Peter. Thank Good you. Good on you. Mel <laughs> Winnin,
0: uh, joining us a uh, part of that uh, unbelievable combination, as I've mentioned a few times, uh, and Dempsey. All right, uh, Alex says we should have had a day off today because of the Socceroos. Let's get days off when they play at the World Cup in November. They Of course, I've uh, got the three group games uh, within about a week or eight days uh, in the middle of November. I'm not sure that's going to happen. But uh, anyway, uh, let me tell you, a lot of the uh, South American countries will – Probably pause uh, during the World Cup. Brazil, Argentina, Uruguay, they're all through. They are fanatics, and I reckon they'll probably cause uh, a a public holiday for about a month over there. Commiserations to the all-whites. Of course, New Zealand being beaten by Costa Rica in somewhat controversial circumstances last night as well by one goal to nil. Would have been great to have New Zealand, our uh, neighbours, also at the World Cup uh, sharing the excitement together. But that wasn't... uh, to be. All right, we're going to take a break. Jamie Harnwell, the CEO of Football West, is going to join us next uh, to talk about the impact of what transpired uh, yesterday morning will have on the world game here in Western Australia. The former glory captain now in charge of Football West, the CEO. He joins us next.